Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy! But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and a call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Yeah, here comes fun. That's assuming that fun for you is listening to me reread the inane thoughts and recollections of the 19-year-old version of myself as recorded in my diary back in 1989. And if that's not fun, then you can just shut your mouth and don't tell anyone. Hey, every episode, it's my duty to help guide you comfortably back into the year that was 1989. And because I can't do that Matrix-like and force it into your memory via your head, Jack, so that you can go, I know 1989. I uh, take you back via the songs that were charting in Australia on June 18 of 1989 instead. So, you know, it's same, same, really. Uh, anyway, recently found the uh, ideal website to help me do that. It's called Chart Beats, A Journey Through Pop, and it's amazing. It's run by a freelance journalist and content creator, Gavin Scott, who lives in Sydney. Gavin, you are a freaking legend. Uh, you'll find it at chartbeats.com.au, plus they're on Instagram under chartbeatsau. Uh, you can actually do a deep dive, check out all the music that was making us shake our groove thing since 1980 onwards. Uh, this week, we were welcoming Stevie Nicks with her rooms on fire in at 36. Transvision Vamp's Baby I Don't Care debuted at 40. And there was also new stuff from Debbie Gibson, Phil Collins, Sam Brown and Ross Wilson. Hey, the month of June also saw the first broadcast of HDTV or High Vision as it was called back then. Glad they changed the name. Uh, it, of course, happened in Japan. They uh, broadcasted on 89 giant screens in places like department stores, post offices, and big electronic companies. And if you wanted to buy one, you couldn't. They weren't commercially available. And if you did buy one, they basically cost $60,000 to buy. Phew. Now you can get them for a couple hundred bucks at Audi on a Wednesday. Hey, coming up in this episode, Teenage Me will be bored and I'll also go on to deliver a fucking terrible on-air shift. I follow that up by delivering a detailed recount of having diarrhoea and yes, I know, ooh, but I'm more focused on the fact that I have actually spelt the word diarrhoea correctly because as we know, my spelling of this diary was craptacular, but apparently, What? I can spell diarrhea. I also attend a farewell for someone I don't even remember now. I see a male stripper. I wonder if I thought that was sexy. And I get trashed on B-52s and vodka oranges. No wonder I can't stomach drinking any of that now. Although, 
Should anyone? Of course, none of that snorerific content can happen without the help of one of my besties. So please, let's get things going, shall we? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is this? Who is that? It's Linda! I'm back! Morning, beautiful. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, we should re-establish that you and I went to school together. We're old schoolie mates from year 10 because... Uh, we weren't co-ed until year 10. So weird. We couldn't cope with boys back in those days until we were mature enough. Yeah, like once you hit puberty, then mix everyone. Get to know one another. <laughs> <laughs> that won't cause any problems. <laughs> All right, so we're doing um, week 24. Uh, we're taking in June 18 onwards. Do you remember 89 very well? Or are you so, sort of like me? If you didn't have a diary, you'd have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't even know if I was alive in 89. Oh, <laughs> you, <laughs> so were, you dork. <laughs> you would have had massive shoulder pads and bad makeup, oh, like me. I would have had blue eyeshadow and I would have had a perm. Oh, my God. And I would have had the big shoulder pads. Remember I had that big perm? I had the yeah, biggest perm. Perms were huge in the 80s. I think we need to reestablish for people that even guys were having perms because I remember Mark Littler and Neville McGrath, <laughs> my general manager and my co-worker, both got perms and that was in 89, guys. So come on. No one gets a perm anymore, do they? Well, some old ladies do. Probably. Who were still stacking 89. But the best thing was a perm. It was, it was a bit curly at the beginning. It looked the best towards the end of the perm, but you, could, you had to get the perm to get the best look for it. Six weeks like <laughs> People just wandering the streets looking like poodles with huge permed mullets. You had to have high hair. There was something about not having no height on top of your head. There was something that just didn't exist in 89. You yeah, had to have this you, high hair. You had to balance out the stupid fucking huge shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you look like a tiny human wearing but a you, massive outfit. You do understand with shoulder pads, and you'd buy a shirt, and you'd buy, you actually bought separate shoulder pads that were oh, bigger than the shirt. I remember my mum <laughs> having shoulder pads that were with Velcro, like, so that you could rip them out and put them in new shirts so you could adjust the size of your shoulders. It's so insane. It, we adjusted. But you know the other thing we used to wear, because you're not a girl, but we used to wear body suits that you could do up underneath your teeth. Do you remember? And I actually remember some of my girlfriends having that with the clasps, which were, you know, between their thighs, would snap open and they'd, you know, would just shoot up and it'd be, suddenly there's two boobs. Like, oh, my God! <laughs> And how you know, you, difficult was that to uh, navigate when you're drunk and in a bathroom? Well, you'd stick your head up your ass to try and get the buttons done up, or you'd hit the, or you'd fall over and do like a somersault in the toilet. Oh my god! Yay, fashion! Or, or you would just leave it tucked in, and then you'd be out, and all of a sudden it'd be hanging out of your top, or oh, out of your pants. That's so insane that you would then have to forage down your pants to try and do your top back up. <laughs> Who designed and we, that? Well, well, ma'am, obviously. Yeah, obviously but remember, there was no stretch in anything in those days. So everything we wore, you know, like now, everything's got stretch in it that you wear. Yeah, right. I didn't know we, that. Spandex hadn't been invented. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't realise it was so gung-ho back in the late, no, late 80s. <laughs> Yeah, we've come a long way in fashion, haven't we? We Apparently. don't have to do those things up and we don't have high hair anymore. Now, every, even I wear expandable jeans like I'm a pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get right. stuck into it? Yep, let's do it. Okay. This is uh, Sunday, June 18. It was written at 1.30am. And can I just say, my writing, I'm going to put this up against my camera, that is the uh, neatest writing. I can read it through the camera, Ben. I know. And then, like, for two days I wrote really clean and then it goes 
to my normal dirty riding like so I don't know maybe I had a new pen and I thought this is fancy I'm gonna ride really slowly anyway <laughs> uh, got woken up at 10 this morning by Lee banging on the door she came over to take me into town to get the stuff to make this special tea because previously the night before I'd had this special tea. I have no idea what kind of tea it was. I think Marianne was saying in the last episode, was it some kind of special drug tea? I got no idea. Anyway, we did that and then she dropped me home. Watched television for most of the day. Tidied up the kitchen at about 3pm. No one cares what fucking time it happened. Uh, watched more television. <laughs> it's not a lot of content. Showered. Oh, thank goodness. You're descriptive about some things, but not about important things. It just goes to show if you're writing a diary now. Yeah what information you should be putting in it. Actually, that is good advice for anyone listening. If you're going to write a diary, <laughs> put some fucking content in it. No one cares that you showered. No one cares that someone called you and you chatted. Maybe list what you chatted about or some content. <laughs> anyway, uh, breathe. Uh, talk to Cindy. Her friend Andrew has arrived. Met him later at about 6.30 or thereabouts. Mum called at about 9.10 and we talked for a while. Again. This is like a police record that you've been interviewed <laughs> by the police. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> my shift from 9.30 to midnight. <laughs> it should be read like that. Uh, went Got well. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm home and watching Magnum on telly. No idea why it's on so late. Never mind. Who cares? See ya. 1.38am. That is weird. Um, I think Magnum... We should sort of touch on that with um, Tom Selleck. Remember that? Tom Selleck, he was so handsome. Yeah, he rocked a moustache. I think maybe I had a tiny crush on him. I think everyone had a crush on him. But having it on late at night, because that was a really popular show, maybe that was them repeating it or something. Well, you were lucky because usually there's not much on Yeah, at well, that time of night. I do distinctly remember watching a lot of WWE back in the Oh, 80s. the World Wrestling yeah, thing. Yeah, that was the only time they'd put it on was late at That was when night. we thought it was real. Yeah, that was when we thought it was real. <laughs> Great observation. <laughs> All right, this is uh, June 19. It's a Monday, and this is written at 1.47 a.m., Boring day today. There's a good old diary worth of that, mate. (laughs) Nothing to do at all. Got up at 10.30 or thereabouts. I'm loving it or thereabouts. I watched television until roughly 1.30pm, showered and went to the station. Boring. Zero to do. I put my records away from the last few nights, but that's about it. Love that I just never put my records away, which would have been annoying for anyone looking for those records. They'd have to go through my box. No commercials, nothing. My shift from six till midnight was also fucking terrible. I'm totally bored. <laughs> 22 weeks in, I'm checking out, people. <laughs> Please excuse the language. Nothing else best describes the way I feel at the moment. Maybe sleep will brighten things. Night, 1.51am. Brighten things. How positive are you? Oh, Oh, I've had a really bad day and it's been shit and I'm swearing. But guess what? It might be brighter tomorrow. This might brighten things. Again, (laughs) riding like a nana. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is Tuesday, June 20. and Oh, my God. This is written at 4.36am. Now is as good a time as any to write. Today was fine until about 7.30pm tonight, or last night. Lee came over to do some work at the station and she bought me some tea. It was great. Oh, okay, this explains why it was 4.36am. I had crumbed chicken with mushroom sauce, broccoli, mashed potato and a baked tomato. That is a weird combo. I ate it all, but now I've got diarrhoea. And... (laughs) 
It's spelled correctly. Well, smidgy. I'm a smidgy descripty. <laughs> I love that there's no content. And then when I get the shits, I'm like, okay. So first. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's terrible. It can't be Lee's food because they all ate it and they're fine. I'm now going to the toilet every 10 minutes. It's foul. I feel like throwing up also. Hopefully I won't. I've tried going to sleep, but my bowels won't let me. <laughs> Did you spell bowels B O W E L S. Oh, good, good. That's well, good. So you got was, diarrhea and bowels, okay? I will not admit to the fact that I maybe was about to acosa that to see if I did correctly spell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than all this, it's a fine day. I got time to sit down with an air check. I got time to sit down with an air check with Richie. Well, that makes no sense. An air check for anyone listening is when uh, the boss sits down and listens to some of your shift and goes, well, that was shit. And you're like, uh, duh, I think I realised what was shit about my show. But they like to point it out and humiliate you and make sure you don't do it ever again. Helps no way whatsoever. <laughs> um, he told me what I was doing wrong, which really helped out. Oh, okay, it helped out. <laughs> don't you love a bit of constructive criticism? You even yeah. like the constructive criticism in those it's a bit, it's a bit That's it, 4.39am. I'm giving myself props for having the shits but still writing an entire entry in this diary. And really, it was quite possibly the best entry this week. (laughs) You had some descriptive words in there. You didn't mind being criticised. about Two correct spellings. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me growing up. All right, (laughs) this is June 21, it's a Wednesday, and I've written in capital letters with three exclamation marks, no idea. So who knows what time I wrote this. Woke up at seven today, went to the toilet, had more diarrhoea. Let me just double check that I spelled it right again. I did spell it right again. And threw up at the same time. Oh, Jesus. It was terrible. (laughs) Why would you write about this? Because it's engaging content, Linda. Come on. <laughs> Felt like I was going to die. Watched television. Sean and Julie and I went to JD's Video City. Hang on. I'm shitting and vomiting. And yeah, I'm, I'll go to this video store. Make sure you pick a good movie. Uh, got some videos and went to the chemist and got something for my upset stomach. It tasted terrible, but I could feel myself getting better. <laughs> Thank God there's no more entries about diarrhea and bowels. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the day lasted forever as I wasn't allowed to eat anything. <laughs> oh, no, that was <laughs> me not allowed to eat. <laughs> no wonder it lasted forever. That. Yeah. <laughs> Although later that night I did eat a couple of dry biscuits and a piece of toast with Vegemite. Plus I drank flat lemonade. Oh, flat lemonade. You sound like a nana. Well. Sorry to paint myself as what I really was. (laughs) I had flat lemonade and a dry cracker. (laughs) That sounds like I'm living on the pension. (laughs) And a tin of dog food. (laughs) (laughs) Then I went to bed at about 2.30am. That's it. Oh, thanks, mate. Hope your tummy gets better. Let's find out, shall we? This is Thursday, June 22, and it was written at 3.04am. Today, I got up at 11.30, watched television for a while, showered, and Sean, Julie and I went to do the shopping. Went to the bank first and withdrew huge amounts of cash. How much did you get paid a week back then? Oof, not a lot. There was that week (laughs) that I only got $4, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Went to Woolies and spent $120. Jesus, that's a lot of money for 1989. 
Then we went to Super K, which is Super Kmart, and spent $41, got home and unpacked everything. So that's like $161. Was that between all of you or just your money? It would have been between the three of us. Oh. And you, of... That was because you hadn't eaten for a couple of days. You needed to make up for it. Oh, correct answer. I would have just gone but wild. Uh, went to the phone, <laughs> called mum and dad and chatted for a while. Then I went to the station, talked to Neville. He asked how everything is going at home, asking about Sean and Julie. Got a letter from Glenn with a taping closed. Went home, listened to it, and made some tea. Ah, my stomach is fine now, too. Went to the station, recorded a tape for Glenn. After 12 midnight... uh, 12 is midnight, dickhead. uh, Went home with Cindy. We listened to all the tapes until now. So I'm going to bed. 3.10am. All the tapes. Poor Cindy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'd love to listen to all your tapes. (laughs) She's a good friend. She is a good friend. And I reckon some of those tapes would have been those conversations that you, Kerry, and Emma would record and send to me. We were good, weren't we? We were good. I feel like I might have started that tradition, though, and then you had to return the favour. Yeah, yeah. That sort of been how it was. I can't even remember doing that. No. Isn't it funny how your memory, you forget all these things you do? Yes. Good having a diary. It is good having a diary. It makes you realise how many sections of your brain are dead. (laughs) 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 Uh, And I would love to find one of those tapes now. Can you imagine what we would have been talking about? Oh, I'd love to hear it. I want someone must have one somewhere. Please find one. Uh, we need to get in touch with Emma. <laughs> All right, this is uh, June 23, 1989. It's a Friday and this is written at 11.11pm. 11 Got woken up at roughly 10am this morning. Alarm didn't go off, so Sean woke me up. Showered, got to work about 11.30. Did some radio ads and stuffed around. Went to lunch at the tavern for B's farewell. I have no idea who B is, but I'm assuming she worked at the radio station. Back to the station and wrote some commercials. My shift from two to six went really well. I had a great time. When it was over, I went over to the tavern for B's night farewell. Jesus, B likes a celebration. <laughs> we had tea there and drunk a fair bit. Watched a stripper mess around with a girl. Ooh, that sounds hideous. I left and went to the station for a while and now I'm going to bed. See ya, 11.15pm. I wonder if I left because the stripper was on. Surely I would have stayed for the stripper. Unless... Sure you would have. You were closet. You yeah, were closet. I was so closet. You would have. But think about a stripper in Karatha. What would that be like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> I don't reckon it would have been all right. Maybe that's why I, I left the... and went to the station. I'm going to be sick again. <laughs> Well, it depends on if it was a female or a male stripper. Maybe it was a female stripper. Oh, no, it was it was a male because he messed oh. around with a girl. It was too much for you because you were in Nana, remember? Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to cope. My small Catholic <laughs> mind would have been blown. <laughs> All right, and our final entry, uh, this is Saturday, June 24, and it's got question mark written Sunday for obvious reasons, and then I've got four exclamation marks. So me thinks I might have a hangover. <laughs> Today, I got up at 5am, had a shower and went to the station. Jesus, I went there with a hangover. I was probably drunk. My shift from 6 till midday went well, though slightly boring. It's getting repetitive. (laughs) 24 weeks in, guys. After midday, Nat and Skinny came over to say goodbye. That was slightly sad. I recorded an ad and then went into town, bought some blank tapes, called mum and tried to call Nan, but she wasn't home. Called Kerry instead. <laughs> I love you, Kerry. Uh, we talked for a while and went back to the... St- oh, we talked for a while 
went back to the station. She didn't come back to the station with me, of course, because she's in Adelaide. Uh, then to home, had some lunch, watched television till about 10 to 6. Crying out loud, mate. Went to the station. <laughs> Colin and Cindy took me back to their place and we caught a taxi to B's house. Oh, my God, there's another party for B? <laughs> Jesus. She we, was a good friend. Yeah. We sat down <laughs> to a roast dinner. Then we started drinking the B-52s. Oh, Jesus. Which were great. And we did research that the B-52 was a drink invented in the 70s for the band the B-52s, had that great song Rock Lobster. And it's a third ounce of coffee liqueur, a third ounce of Bailey's Irish cream liqueur, and a third ounce of Grand Marnier. What a fucking hideous combination. Do you remember we used to drink B-52s? We also used to drink slippery nipples back in those days. Yeah, we were mad for any drink which was a shot and that you could have a saucy name for. Oh, God, mate, remember how sick they'd make you, though? And in the 90s... Was it all about cowboy cocksuckers? That they were big oh, as well. Oh yes, they were big in those days too. We don't have things like that anymore, do we? Oh, because you know what? Because we all nearly killed ourselves drinking them back in the nineties. People know how to do it. Yeah. Well, apparently in eighty nine, I thought B fifty twos were great, and in between the B fifty twos, we drank vodka and oranges. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Which I honestly drank just because I hated alcohol and orange. At least you could sort of disguise it with orange juice. Uh, By the end of the night, we'd gotten rid of one bottle of Kahlua, one bottle of Bailey's and a bottle of Cointreau, plus two bottles of vodka. It was great. (laughs) Oh, I bet you weren't great in the morning. Caught a taxi home, watched TV for a little while, staggered to bed. Oh, bless (laughs) me and my drunken little heart. Yuck. I feel sick just thinking about that now. But maybe that's because oh. it's Sunday morning and I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, B. Well, you, you know what? We need to try B52. What do you mean we, we need, need to try it? I think we need to try one just to reminisce to see whether we like them now. Oh, I'm scared that I will like them. <laughs> I realise how trashy I am. <laughs> It's a, bit like, it's a bit like a West End caller. Was it West End caller or something like that? Yes. They, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so popular. And then the UDLs. Uh, I don't mind UDL. Well, now that they've got more flavours, they're actually more appealing. But back then, <laughs> there was only about two or three flavours of UDLs, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I used to like the lemon and lime one, I think. Yes. It's like soft drink. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the idea. Lots of sugar and a touch of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all get wired up. So you've gone to bed and you're you staggered. You staggered. I'm staggered, yeah, mummy. Not a granny moment. Yeah, so we won't find out how I feel until um, the next episode. But Jesus Christ, it looks like I go to bees again. This woman's had four days of celebrations because she's leaving and I've got no fucking idea who she is. I was going to say, you don't remember her. No idea. No, no. Does anyone know her who was there? No, I checked with MJ who lived up there and she doesn't remember her either, so... Oh well. Good on you, B. Thanks for Ma- thanks for partying so hard to so I could forget you. <laughs> maybe B will listen to this and then ring you and say, oh, I'm the B from I would love that. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> it would be good. All right, Lou, thank you so much again, beautiful. All right, love, anytime. In the next episode, it's week 25, and it's safe to say the shine has really worn off. I'm writing resumes, getting ready to apply for other stations already, so, uh, you know, calm down, mate. Uh, this is all happening whilst I also detail how much I don't want to be on air, inspired by me delivering a bloody awful on-air shift. Uh, me thinks teenage me shouldn't be getting slaughtered on all of the alcohols if he doesn't want to feel like lukewarm ass. I also reuse a diary joke and talk 
myself and my talents up like only a teenager can do, as in without any proof, skill or clue, but thinking teenager me is fully onto it. I also go to the theatre and meet another celebrity from the halls of Prisoner and Cell Block H fame. Weird. Uh, once again, we of course love trying to help raise Indigenous voices, and this episode we're all about Ginny Girls Gang. They make jackets with a voice, custom painting onto denim and other accessories, so if you need a jacket that actually says something clever rather than just wearing something to blend in and bore my eyes, then you need to hit up Ginny'sGirlGang.com or Ginny's Girl Gang on Instagram. And Ginny is spelt exactly the same as you spell the gin that you mix with tonic, just with a double N and a Y on the end. Time to push the go button on the 1989 theme tune as spewed forth from the creative little brain of the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag. Much thanks to him and Jezelenko for the other audio highlights. And please, could you share this show with a friend? I don't got no fancy way of sharing this and bugger all cash to promote it too. So I kind of rely entirely on you and your word of mouth. So shove it in the face of a friend or give me a review and a subscription on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Google, Spotify or whatever the hell podcast app that you're currently using. And of course, until next time, I'm loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.